You know, when I first, uh, 30 years ago, when I first started singing that chorus, I thought, now, wait a minute. Uh, you, just you. Lord, I want you. Not your blessing or your power, your glory or your grace. And I thought, that ain't right. Because <laughs> I, I do want his blessing. I do want his power. I do want his glory. I do want his grace. In fact, I, I really need his grace. I mean, <laughs> In fact, every time that I've ever had a failure, now you, you guys have probably never experienced this, but, but twice when I've had a failure. Okay, maybe three times, but in a week. Anyway, every time I've ever had a failure, Father would say to me, come to me. And I'm like, nah, I, I messed up. I'm just, I'm out, you know. He's like, come to me. I said, no, I messed up. He said, I know. Come to me. And he says to the Holy Spirit, go get more grace and put it on Jim. Go get more grace and put it on Jim. Romans 5.20, hmm? moreover the law entered that, that, that the offense might abound, but where sin abounded. Isn't that wonderful? Grace did much more abound. Grace that is greater than our sin. So he says to the Holy Spirit, go get more grace. Unearned, unmerited favor. Go get more grace and put it on Jim. What's he doing to me? He's loving me. He's loving me. The failure is not, oh, please. The failure is not who I am. You have to learn that because the enemy will try to tell you that. You see, and that's the problem with the law. That's why the law would never work. You see, because the law gives you identity. If you stole something, you're a thief. You didn't just steal something. If you, if you told an untruth, you're a liar. That's what the law does. It gives you identity. And if what you are is what you did, you can never get free from what you did. Because it's what you are. That's why the law will never work. That's why the law was given to show us that we needed a Savior, to show us that we needed somebody to help us in all of our failing. Listen, sometimes, sometimes when I, when I, I, I start hearing things from him, and it's like the, the, the air just gets sucked out. And you're just like, yeah. That's presence. That's him loving you. Put more grace on Jim. Mm. And then he just wraps his arms around me and he says, Walk with me, son. Walk with me. You don't have to stumble over there anymore. Because you see, that's not who I am. I am who he says I am. Son, no matter what I've done, son, Even if you're a prodigal, 
Remember the story? Still the son. Father was going out every day looking for that boy. Mm -hmm. And when he saw him, that's the only place in the Bible that says God ran. The father girded up his robe and ran to that boy. That's how anxious he is to keep us and to restore us, to love on us and to let us know who we really are. The boy said, listen, I, I, I'm not worthy to be your son. I just let me be your servant. And, and the father said, hush that mess. Said to another servant, go get a robe and put on him. Not just any robe. Go get the best robe. You know what the best robe was? His daddy's. The best robe in the house belonged to the father. I want you to put my robe on him. So when people see him, they don't see him. They see me. That's what he's doing with us. That's what he wants to do in your life. To clothe you in himself. Go get a ring and put it on his hand. One just bling. It was the credit card for the family. With that ring, that boy could purchase anything at any place. They would melt wax. He would take that ring and he would press the emblem of that ring into that wax, which said, my father's going to pay for all of this. Do you see how he loves you? Final thing the father said, go get some shoes and put them on him. We'd be like, okay, that's neat, that's good. No, it's more than good. The boy said, let me be a servant. And the father said, go get some shoes. Put them on him. Servants didn't wear shoes. Only sons wore shoes. Put shoes on him. Full restoration. Head to toe. Father loving him. That's the way he loves you. Amen. For God so loved. I want to talk to you about that just a little bit. And Pastor, thank you for letting me come and, and be part of this today. Thank you for inviting me. The... Um, <laughs> For God so loved. Love word there is agapeo. You know, there are five words in Greek for love. Five different words. Four of them we can generate. Four of them can come from us. We can fall in. We can fall out of those four. But this one comes only from God. Agapeo. That's a verb. It's an action word. For God so agapeoed the world that he 
gave. He demonstrated. Amen. God so loved the world. Now, uh, Philippians chapter 2, Philippians chapter 2, um, verse 12, Paul talks about working out your own salvation with fear and trembling. And so, you know, some of us preachers, we'll beat you over the head with that. <laughs> you know, Bible says you got to work it out, work it out, work it out. You got to, you got to do, you got to do, you got to do, you got to do. No, 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 no. It is not you. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Verse 13. Listen. For it is God that works in you. See, people became confused. They came to Jesus and said, tell us what we must do to work the works of God. We, we watch you work the works of God. We want to work the works of God the way you work the works of God. Tell us, how do we do that? And Jesus said, well, in the first place, you need to believe on him that, that, that is sent. You've got to believe on me. Well, well why is that important? Because Jesus said, you, you, you look at me and you're like, whoo, you're a sea walker, you know, blind man healer. You know the songs. She's like, not really. Not really. Well, you, you, you fed the multitude. Well, I did, but I didn't. Well, you wouldn't stop deaf ears. I mean, uh, the deaf hear. Yeah, 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 they do, but I didn't. What you talking about? Jesus said, it's not me. Say what? It's not me. I did not do that. It is my father who did that. <laughs> Jesus said, I can of my own self do. Listen, listen, me and Jesus is just like this. I mean, this is, this is one place where I am perfectly identified with Jesus. Because uh, by myself, I can do nothing. Jesus said, I only do what I see my Father doing. I only speak what I hear my Father speaking. The words are not mine. If you don't like my doctrine, you need to take it up with my father because it's not my doctrine. I mean, I, don't shoot the messenger. Well, they didn't. They crucified the messenger. It's not like it won't cost you something. But the whole point is, Philippians 2.13, it is God that works in you, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. It's not you working for God. See, we want to know, what do I need to do to work the works of God? I, I, I want to be a worker for God. No, you don't. God never intended for us to be workers. That's not his primary goal for us. 
God is looking for individuals in whom he can reveal himself. And in that person, God will work. There will come doing, but doing has to come out of presence. If you're not being intimate with him, you can never work the works of God because it is God who works the works, not you. See, we get busy. We want to, I'm going to go do something for Jesus. Okay. Bless your heart. Uh, wonderful. But you can't do nothing for him. Well, what does he need? <laughs> he is God, you know. What does he need you to do for him? Nothing. He calls you to be. To be in him and him in you. That's what agapeo love is about. Let me give you a definition, agapeo love. Now, listen, I've been, I've been preaching for 60 years plus, and I'm just now learning this. Wow. Agapeo love. For the believer, it means preferring to live through Christ. Preferring to live through Christ. Embracing, listen, embracing God's will, choosing his choices, and obeying them through his power. See, Religion, religion has shackled us, has brought us into bondage. Cross the T's, dot the I's, check the boxes. Touch not, taste not, handle not. Uh, we, uh, even as a child, they began to teach me, oh, be careful, little eyes, what you see. Oh, be careful, little ears, what you hear. Oh, be careful, little hands, what you do. Oh, be careful, little feet, where you go. Oh, be careful, little mouth, what you say. For the Father up above is looking down in love. Really? Really? If the Father up above is looking down in love, why do I have to be so careful? Be careful, be careful, be careful, be careful. If he's looking down in love, why do I have to be so careful? Why do I have to check the box? You see, religion teaches us that, that, that our walk with God is like following this line. Oh, man, you got to be. Don't. That's not what walking with him is like. I was going to preach up in Michigan one time. I was, I was driving up through Kentucky, you know, through the Appalachians. You know, as, I, as I'm driving along there, I, I could hear, you know, we, we're always listening for stuff, you know, especially when you're on the road. I could hear the engine pulling down, which meant even though the topography around me, the land around me, it wasn't like going through the Rockies, you know. 
up, down, up, down. It's not like that. No, 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 no. It was like you could feel that engine pulling. And then, and then it would level out. And then after a little bit, it'd start pulling a little bit. I'm like, hmm, I'm climbing. I'm climbing. This car is elevating on this road imperceptibly to the eye. But I could hear it in the action. Hmm. He said, Jim, a lot of people think that the Christian life is like being on a roller coaster. In fact, that's been explained over and over. Highs, lows. And if you've ever used it, I used it, you know, back in the day, you know. Up in the height, whoa, you know, people say, you know, you can't live up there. And I think, okay, maybe I can't. But, but while I'm up there, leave me alone. Don't tell me I got to come back down. You know, but you come back down. Thank you. you. You come back down only to go back up again. Dear Lord, man, this is wearing me out. He said, Jim, that is not. The Christian life. The Christian life is like going through the Appalachians. You can feel a little bit of strain there. But when, 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 you, when you get to that plateau, man, it's wide open. There's a place there you can run, play, skip, jump, roll, whatever you want to do. You don't have to be... Oh, 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 be, care be, be, be careful, be careful, no. And you think, man, this is great, you know. Well, what is it one song, one song says, you know, uh, I've given him everything, you know, at the cross, last line, I've given him everything, you know, and I thought I had until he asked me for more. And you're like, what? I, I, well, he keeps putting more in you if you're walking intimately with him. He keeps putting more in you, and the more that he puts in you, he wants you to give back to him. You're fine at this plateau. Many of you, perhaps, are sitting in a place right now where you feel pretty good about yourself spiritually. You're like, yeah. I mean, I know I'm not everything I'm going to be, but I'm telling you what, where I am right now, pretty good. You know? And that's all right. That's the way you should feel. But then what he does is he will pull back the veil. And he'll show you a higher elevation. He invites you then. Walk with me. Let me work in you. Let me reveal this to you. And now you start a little climb again. Going up, going up, going up. Well, where you are will feel like a valley when you see where he wants to go. You didn't go backwards. You didn't turn around. You didn't drop down. No, but in the light of what he wants to do, you realize there's so much more. It is God that works in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure.
embracing God's will, choosing his choices, and obeying them through his power. Preeminently refers to what God prefers. When his love is working in you, that is to say, when his presence, that's why, that's why you have to receive him. That's why you have to invite him into your heart and into your life. He's not sending these things. He is these things. That's why when I, when I was saying, not your blessing or your power, your glory or your grace, I was like, wait a minute. I need that stuff. And you can piecemeal that. You can ask for it. It's all right to ask for it. One at a time. Or, you know. But then this is what he showed me. You. Lord, I want you. You see, his blessing, his power, his glory, his grace, all of that, all of that is in him. Those are not simply things that he does. Those things are in him. And see, when I say, Lord, I want you, when you focus on him, receiving him, you get all those things because they are in him. Amen. He's, he's placing us in, in a position to begin to understand the rest of what he wants to do in us. Okay, loving, loving. This agapeo, always defined by God, a discriminating affection which involves choice and selection. Loving him, his love for us, Christ living his life through us. Another definition of agapeo love is preferring what he prefers. Let me transition just a little bit. Mary Ann, my, my wife, the Lord came and got her in October. Sometime I, I'll be glad to share the story with you about that because it was phenomenal. Well, it broke my heart, but anyway, you know. Amen. The night after, after the Lord came to get her, I was sitting there in the lazy boy, and, and I said to him, I said, you, you kind of surprised me, you know. He said, not really. I said, he said, Jim, I, I've been telling you for weeks I was coming to get her. That's another story. On my way home from work, as a general rule, I, I would call ahead, you know, and I, I'd ask her, I'd say, what, what are we going to do for supper tonight? Because she was at a place where she couldn't do a lot of things. Whatever we're going to do, I'm going to do it. So you know how that goes. And so one night I called her, I said, what, what do we want to do for supper tonight? And she said, well, she said, we got some frozen chicken in the freezer. Or we could go out. Ding, 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 ding. You know what? I feel like we ought to go out. I, I'd li I really would like to go out. You know? Oh, she said, I'm glad you thought of that. <laughs> that's, that's the way they do us, you know. You know, they want you to think as their thought, you know, but you thinking it. And so anyway, so I said, okay, let's go out. 
And she's all right. Well, since since I really want to be the one to, uh, since it was my decision to go out, you pick where we're going to go. And I said, oh, you want you want me to pick where we're going to go? And she's like, yeah, I want you to pick it. I said, give me a minute. Let me think. Let me think. I got it. I got it. Uh, and she, uh, she said, where are we going to go? I said, I want to go wherever you want to go. Mm. 56 years of marriage, you've got to learn something, you know. But, but, uh, and she's like, no, 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 I want you to pick where we're going to go. I said, I just did. I want to go where you want to go. See, because it's not about the cuisine. See, I know all of her favorite places. I know that at any one of those places, I can get something to eat. So it's not about the food. What's it about? Company. Company. It's about being with her. You see, that's what agapeo love is. Preferring what he prefers. One morning, I, po- I, I go to a group similar to this on Friday mornings in Peachtree City. And uh, 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 one morning, I pull in there, dark 30, you know, the sun's not quite up yet. And, and I'm just sitting there, and I said, okay, Father, um, when the Bible study group is over, uh, tell me, wh- where do you want me to go? Who do you want me to see? What do you want me to do? What do you want me to say? Just tell me. And he said, Jim, you're asking the wrong thing. Where do you want me to go? Who do you want me to see? What do you want me to do? What do you want me to say? That's wrong. Yeah, that's wrong. Well, I had two problems with that. Hmm? First problem I had is that's what I was taught you were supposed to pray. Second problem with that is I've been praying that most of my life. And he's just now saying, that's wrong. (laughs) See, I thought I was doing so good, too. And he's like, no, there's a better way. I said, okay, I'm sorry. What should I be saying? He said, Jim, what you should say is, Father, when the Bible study group is finished, where do you want to go? Who do you want to see? What do you want to do? What do you want to say? That's close. Where you want me to go? That's not horseshoes. You know. Where do you want to go? Who do you want to see? What do you want to do? What do you want to say? From the time that I started praying that, all of the anxiety and stress left my life. I have zero anxiety. Why? Because life is not about me. It's not about my doing. Where do you want me to go? What do you want me to do? No. It's about me preferring to be with him. Our office in the, in the company I work for, they, they, they used to say, Jim's got the red phone. The red phone. He's got the connection. Uh, They'd call me, they'd say, how quickly can you get to this patient's home or this facility? I said, well, as a matter of fact, I just pulled into their driveway. Oh, did somebody call you? I said, no. But Father told me he wanted to come here. There it is. 
And they said, you got the red phone. I said, not any more than you do. You got the red phone too. You got the red phone too. <laughs> but now it don't work if you don't use it. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. But you have to learn how to use it. Well, only a matter of weeks, and I began to realize, because you, you got to know by all the things I'm sharing with you, I'm a really slow learner. Slow. Really slow. Because it took me a couple of weeks to realize, where do you want to go? Who do you want to see? What do you want to do? What do you want to say? Was well, exactly what Jesus modeled the whole time he was here in our form. I only do what I see my father doing. Father, where do you want to go? Oh, disciples are like, we're going through Samaria. You don't, we, don't, we don't go through Samaria. Well, maybe you don't, but my father wants to. And so here we go. We're going through Samaria. You don't know what father wants to reveal of himself somewhere, you know. Okay, so preferring what he prefers. Okay, let me wrap this up because I don't know. See, I'm, I'm sharing with you out of a lifetime. You know, see, we want, we want it condensed down to the Reader's Digest version, you know. Where we're coming up to. You know, uh, uh, one of uh, Marion's friends called her, oh, some few weeks before she passed, and and they, they asked her, how are you doing, Marianne? And she said, my heart is so full of joy. In the midst of all of her suffering, my heart is so full of joy. And her friend said, well, what makes you so joyful in the midst of all of this? Well, she said, there are many things. She said, but one thing, one thing in particular and her friend said, what is that? Marianne said, I realize that I have my sweetheart back. She wasn't talking about Jesus. She's talking about Jim. I realize that I have my sweetheart back. A couple of years, when she started into all this mess, the Lord spoke to me. And he said, Jim, I want you to love your wife the way I love you. Well, he had already told us that. Ephesians chapter 5. Verse 25, husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. Which love word out of the five love words, which love word do you think that is there? Agapeo. John 3.16, love. I want, okay, listen, let me just... Hold that thought. Peter down by the seashore, you know, after he and six other apostles decided they were going to quit apostling. Huh? 
After the resurrection, now, if it had been between the crucifixion and the resurrection, I could understand this. No, this is after Jesus appeared to them in the upper room. And Peter said, I'm not going to be apostle no more. I'm going back fishing. And six other apostles went with him, even the one whom Jesus loved went with him. Fished all night, caught nothing. Early in the morning, lone figure standing on the beach, cries out to them, have you caught anything? They said, not a thing. There's nothing down there. Oh, cast your net on the right side of the boat. They did. They got 153 fishes. 153 big fishes. The net was so full of Fishes, they couldn't get the net in the boat. They had to jump in the water and pull the net to shore. They get to the shore. Well, John says while they're pulling the net in, it's Jesus. <laughs> they get up there. You know the story. They get up there, the bread and fish on the fire. Jesus is like, I know you guys are going to quit apostling. You're going to leave me. You're not going to be apostling no more. You're going back. But before you go, let me feed you. Let me give you something to eat before you go. No man asked him, where'd you get the bread and fish? I won't know where to get the fire. I've been down on the beach. You can't find no wood. I mean, I'm just saying. Then the little conversation takes place. Peter, do you love me? Peter said, I love you. Jesus said, feed my lambs. Peter, second time, do you love me? Peter said, I love you. She said, feed my sheep. Third time, she said, Peter, do you love me? And Peter got upset. That's what the Bible says. He got upset. You know everything. You know I love you. Feed my sheep. Was well, in English, we're like, big deal, you know. Well, there could be any number of reasons, but in the Greek, it changes. Jesus says to Peter, Peter, do you agapeo me? Peter answered Jesus. He said, I phileo you. Agapeo and phileo are not the same thing. Hmm? Agapeo is this love that we're talking about from God. Hmm? Phileo is a good love. Sometimes God says he loves us with phileo love, tender affection, hmm? brotherly love. But you see, that's, that's what makes this group work. Phileo love. Hmm? Second time, Peter, do you agapeo me? Peter answered the same way. I phileo you. Third time, Jesus changed the word. <laughs> Peter, do you, do you really phileo me? Peter got upset because Jesus used Peter's word. You know everything. You know I phileo you. Feed my sheep. Well, all of that. But recently, this is what Father showed me. When Jesus said, do you agapeo me? Jesus was asking Peter this question. Peter, do you love me with the love that I love you with. Whew. 
There have been times in my life when I did. You know, we, we can identify those moments. You know, we, we got the warm fuzzies or the, or the chills or, you know, fell out on the floor or, you know, yeah. Oh, yeah, there have been times. But not most times. Because, see, I did not even know that I was supposed to love him with the love that he was loving me with. I didn't know how that was even possible. But that's what agapeo love does. It's his presence. It's not what he does. It's who he is. And he's asking us that same question. Do you love me with the love that I love you with? Not do you love me like I love you. No, that's not possible. That, no, not out of our strength. No. It's only possible if you receive his love. And then you return that love back to him. Loving him with the love that he's loving you with. When you do that, that's the foundation of becoming one. Because you see, if you're being loved by him and you begin to love him with the love that he's loving you with, you are in love with him. You're in the same love. Which makes you one. And that's his goal for you and me is to make us one with him. Not by doctrinal assent, not, not by agreement in Scripture. No, no. It's not like that's not important, but, but it is not what he's after. He wants us to learn how to love him with the love that he loves us with. Well, if I love him with the love that he loves me with, and you love him with the love that he loves you with, that puts you in the same love that I'm in. What does that do for our relationship? When we begin to realize that we not only love one another, we become one with each other. Which is what Jesus prayed in John 17, 21, that they... That they, Father, may be one as thou art in me and I in thee. How is that love relationship? That they also may be one in us. That the world may believe that thou hast sent me. The world's not ever going to believe our message. It's been 2,000 years. You may have noticed the world has not beaten a, beaten a path to our doors. And one reason that they are not is because we've missed this love principle. We don't love each other in the kingdom. We are as, we are as divided in the kingdom as the Muslims are in Islam. Three factions of Islam, all of them believe in Allah, all of them believe in the same God, all of them believe that there's going to be a caliphate, all of them believe that they're supposed to rule the world, but each of them think that's supposed to be the one to do it. And they'll kill the other two factions to achieve it. Ain't nobody going to buy in that religion. 
But then we've got the Baptist on one corner saying, will there be any stars in my crown? And the Methodist on the other, other corner saying, no, not one. No, not one. I mean, I could go through the factions with you. I mean, you know, Baptists can't get along with Church of Christ. Amen. Catholics, until recently, couldn't get along with Protestants. You know, we, we, we say, I'm a Protestant. No, you were a Protestant. That's how you got the name. You were a heretic. But Pope John Paul said, you know, we're not heretics, Protestants. We're, we're brethren. <laughs> but some of them still don't. Pentecostals can't even get along with Pentecostals. <laughs> Pastor, you may never want to invite me back again. <laughs> but see, what's the missing element? It's not doctrine. It's not understanding of Scripture. Those things are important, but no, that's not the basis on which he unites us. The basis on which he unites us is his presence and love in us, where you and I begin to prefer what Father prefers. Okay, I've got to conclude. Ephesians 5.25, husbands, love your wives. Husbands, agapeo your wife. That's the love word there. Even as Christ also agapeoed the church and gave himself for it. God has already established this principle that marriage is not a union of two. Marriage is a union of three. Nothing that God has instituted will work without him. And it was God's idea, not man's idea. God's the one who said it's not good for the man to be alone in the earth. Let us make a helpmeet for him. It was God's idea, not man's. And so it will not work properly apart from his presence. His presence is to come into that union through you, through the man. Husbands. Love your wives. Agapeo, your wife. God demands, you see, that you and I, as husbands, be intimate with him. Because you don't have agapeo love. We can't, we can't conjure it up. We can't, we can't manufacture agapeo. It only comes from one source. So God has mandated that husbands... Be intimate with him. And as a husband, if you're not being intimate with him, you're not ever going to be intimate with her. You'll never be able to love her the way that her heart is designed to be loved. It's easy for us to slip off from agapeo love and begin to use the other four loves. 20 years ago, I said to Marianne, I said, I've been studying this love thing. I'm going to start loving you with agapeo love. And she got upset. She said, I want the other four. Well, you can't satisfy them. (sighs) 
I said, I'm going to give you the other four, but what I'm realizing is that what will keep us together, the foundation of our relationship is this one. So I'm going to learn how to love you with the love that he loves me with. This agapeo love, you know what this agapeo love is? It's first love. First love. You remember first love, you know. Ephesus had lost it. John wrote a letter to him. Jesus said, I've got a little something against you uh, that you have left. He didn't say you lost it. He said you left it. Hmm? It's easy to leave it, walk away from it, use the other four loves. What do you mean I don't love you? I love you. Oh, please. I've, I've had lots of counseling sessions where I heard that. And they were telling the truth. They were loving them with those four loves. But they were not loving them with that first love. You can't do that if you're not going to be intimate with him. And see, he wants you to be. He longs to take and spend time with him. Okay, so that's the three parts of it, isn't it? Receiving his love and loving him with it. Receiving his love, loving our wives with it. Receiving his love and loving one another with it. I often ask people, can love be commanded? Could, a, could an authority order us to love? And people would be just like that. Uh-uh. Nope. Nope. Ain't happening. No, no authority can order us to love somebody. You, it ain't happening. Jesus didn't know that. Jesus didn't know that. John 13, 34, and 35, Jesus said, A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this shall all men know that you are my disciples, if... You have love one to another. So he has mandated that you and I as believers be intimate with him. And out of that intimacy with him, we become intimate with one another. Loving one another as he loves us. I, I really hope that you lay hold on this because it will energize your life. It'll make you understand why it's important to spend time with him, to have private time with him, to have this intimate moment with him. It's, it's, not, it's not what you can do if you just want to be more spiritual. No, it's your life. I hope that some of your wives will get Marianne's testimony. I've got my sweetheart back. I started calling her sweetheart. Honey, what can I do for you? What do you want? They need that. They're designed for that. Over years, we, we kind of leave that off. We're like, please, you know. They're looking for that. 
in our last days, Mary, and I'd be running around doing the laundry, cleaning the house, doing a <laughs> busy, 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 you know. And she'd call me. She'd say, Jim, Jim, come here. And I'm like, okay, okay. What do you need? What do you need, honey? What, what can I do? She said, not me, you. You need a kiss. I said, I do? And she said, yeah, you do. And I'd kiss her. And I said, you're right, I did. I didn't even realize that I needed one. Huh? Father, I bless you. You, you are giving us the keys of the entire kingdom. This one word, agapeo. That's the way you love us. Give us realization. I'm not asking for revelation. I'm asking for realization because it's already in us. Help us to realize who you are and what you're, what you're working in us. And, and Father, not just flow in us, but overflow us to love our wives, our companions, to love one another. Father, you created a way to bring heaven to earth. And this is it. To receive your love. To return that love to you. To love our wives and our children with the same love. And to love one another as you have loved us. We'll give you thanks and praise and glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.